There's a studio in Japan called Toei, and they make probably the best movies that come out of Japan. In the 70s, martial arts movies were all the thing, right? You had your Bruce yeah. Lee's and everybody else, your Chuck Norris's, all that stuff. But you also had a guy named Sonny Chiba. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. movie called Street Fighter, and believe it or not, there's a sequel. Guess what that's called? Sister Street Fighter. By yep. all means, go watch the Street Fighter films, but if you're a Sonny Chiba fan, you might discover this movie called Wolf Guy. David texted me, like, a couple days ago, and he said, what about this Wolf Guy movie? And I'm like, what do you mean this Wolf Guy movie? <laughs> and he's like, it has Sonny Chiba, and I was like, a Sonny Chiba movie that got past my movie radar. I just sent an 80s list to our Facebook group called Raised by Television, which is just a place to hang out and talk about movies that you're watching. It literally has nothing to do with anything. It's not selling anything. It's not like, you must download every episode of Binge Watchers of all time. No, it's literally just like, hey, I saw this movie. Hey, I watched this TV show. Or here's a meme about Al Bundy. It's a fun place. I'm hanging out in there. I'm posting pictures. And then I get a text from David, and it goes, uh, Sonny Chiba, Wolf Guy. We're talking about these movies we're watching in September to get all these new podcasts out to you guys. So there's a movie that I've never heard of with Sony Chiba. I couldn't even believe that that was possible. <laughs> and then, then you go and research this movie, and... It's well, kind of nuts, in yeah, the best way. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's ridiculous in all the best ways, right down to, like, um, there's, like, tiger magic, of all things. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, chasing down a rock... Like, a rock band has been cursed with the curse of the tiger, and it looks like an invisible tiger is attacking them. And the the blood effects are great. Like there's tiger slashes all over this dude running down, you know, Tokyo's like version of like the Tokyo Times Square. Yeah. And uh, and it's it's awesome. Yeah. The main character we're gonna find out is related to a clan of ancient werewolves that's been nearly exterminated from the island of Japan, but he's like their last sole survivor. That's the main character, folks. Is he has wolf powers. But he just steps out of his car because there's a traffic jam in downtown Tokyo and runs into this guy who claims that the tiger's coming after him. The tiger's going to get me. you got to help me. The tiger's coming for me. The curse of the tiger. And he, the dude's looking at him like, oh, you're fucking insane. I, I'm half werewolf, but you're fucking insane. <laughs> he runs into an alley, and then, like, invisible tiger slashes just start appearing all over his body, and he's getting ripped to shreds. And the, the title comes up, and it's, like, flashback into an event that happened to the main character. It's black and white. It's very artistic. And then like, and then it says stunts by Action Club Japan, and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> the stunts in this movie lead me to believe that I should see if Japan still has an action club, and I would call Japan Action Club to do the stunts in my movie, because they're killing it in this movie. I mean, like he jumps through the air. I didn't know wolves could jump, but this guy's jumping through the air on both right? sides. Yeah, like. So anyway, Sunny Chiba's character, uh, Ahsoka or something. I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really catch what his name was. Um. And then he he has, like, a friend who's, like, a street reporter. Gives him all the dirt on everybody. So he sees this guy get magically ripped to shreds. And then because the guy said it was the tiger, he has a vision of a tiger superimposed floating through the air. Yeah, layer effect, basically. Yeah, but it's clearly a tiger just standing up. 
and then it turns its head and steam comes out of its mouth because clearly wherever they filmed the tiger or whatever that footage is, it must be cold. It has nothing to do with the movie, but mist comes out of the tiger's mouth. And so he keeps hearing about these references to this tiger and that there's four band members that are all cursed. And so like one after the other in this band, uh, and I forget what the band was called. I don't remember. Yeah, um, okay. So, so the main character starts like an investigation about what's happening to the band because they're, they're supposedly cursed by this woman who's nicknamed herself the Tiger. It's because like, the band had sex with this groupie and one of them gave her herpes and so she... Oh, syph- oh God, syphilis, yeah. Because it comes up so often in this movie. Yeah. So anyway, he's looking for this girl named Miko who supposedly has the curse... And then you find out it's connected to, like, some crime ring was actually sponsoring the band as one of their fronts for their businesses. So then the main character's, like, caught up in that. But then you find out that the gang is really, like, a subsidiary of, I don't know, Japan's shadow government? I, I really don't know. Because like, it gets very corporate. So- At some point, it's it's like there's, like, a military base involved, and they start doing blood tests and find out that he's the wolf guy. There's one funny scene I thought, like, you know how Japan, Japan is full of sushi, so why didn't they just do a scene where he's eating raw meat? Because they show him, he's got, like, a cooked piece of salmon, and it's, like, you know, it's, like, sautéed with fruit and vegetables. So mm. he knocks those off, because they wanted these to illustrate that, you know, he's got that wolf, killer wolf instinct, or he's not going to eat any anything that's not meat. But they could have just had a scene with him eating raw meat, but instead, they took the time to show him at a restaurant or whatever, but... Yeah, like I said, the main character pals around with this reporter who's on this story about the Curse of the Tiger, and then mm. he goes looking for the girl in some strip clubs. There's a tremendous amount of nudity in this movie, David. A lot of nudity. A lot of nudity. And and I think, like, the only wolf power he might have is animal magnetism. Because, like, literally he walks next to a girl, and then boom, that's it. He seals <laughs> the deal. He seals the deal every time. You could make an argument that, well, he is Sony Chiba, and, like, that guy definitely had that power. Uh, in the 70s and in his movies, so maybe he just had that charisma that, you you know... And there's not much for conversation in this movie. It's almost... And I don't know if that's, like, the poor quality of the dubbing or if everything right. is just that matter-of-fact. Like, you know, you, you know what I mean? Like, you really... Like, a, like, the personalities of the characters really isn't coming through in the subtitles. So, no, you know, uh, yeah, the subtitles were kind of uh, screwed up at some point. Actually, with both uh, this and the next movie, we'll watch, I watched... Pretty terrible subtitled versions, but um. Oh, the, the other movie yeah. I would say is probably more confusing than this one. So we're gearing <laughs> up for the September folks to have like just these movies that are weird. I, yeah, yes. Yeah, weird or pushing the envelope or something, or or a little more abnormal or or satirical Out there. than what we've done. We actually, um, the way we, the reason we went down this road was because we were talking about oh, it's do weird west. Well, what is what does weird west mean? Okay, does it mean? Uh, Western comedy doesn't mean something an acid Western like you'll see in a later episode we'll be talking about El Topo, but which means the mole. First we're talking about Wolf Guy, and again <laughs> it's just because David came across this random Sunny Chiba entry that I've never even heard of. We've seen between us thousands of movies, and we've seen mainstream to sidestream to never even heard of this stream Wolf Guy. So anyway, he catches up to the girl who supposedly has the STD that can also control some demonic force of energy called the tiger. Again, like I said, because he gets encountered with the shadow government, they want to have his wolf powers too because he survived getting shot a few times already. And then as we get closer to the full moon, some more of his powers emerge. But let me see if I can get a list of his magical powers. Um, He can jump through the air. Mm. He can see that he's the only one that can see the tiger. 
Um, what else can he do? Well, he can seduce women. Uh, I don't know. He can slowly heal himself, and he he heals faster as they get closer to the full moon. He's kind of gullible because he relies too much on his wolf strength. Like, he walks in, gang is surrounding him when he finally finds the girl he's looking for during the investigation, and then like his mm-hmm. friend's getting tortured. He doesn't even bother to save his friend, the reporter, at that point. And then, like, he turns his back on one of the gang members, and they bash him over the head with, like, a wooden club. And then he, he's, like, stuck in their operating table, and they're going to... They do they do some weird stuff to him. Like, they open his guts up. I don't know why. And then, why like, then they transfuse his blood to, like, this assassin that was chasing him through the city. And then, like, what's funny is you go up to the ranks of the the little criminal organization, like, everybody's afraid of this girl's curse, and then she starts cursing, like, all the members, but then, like, some assassin pops up out of nowhere, and then, like, oh, there's also a girl that follows around the wolf guy, the one who drives the motorcycle, who's, like, in love with him. Oh, yes. So she pops up to save him a couple of times, and then, like, really wants to be an animal to the point where, like, she's sucking the blood off his fingers at one point. Yeah, and, that was uh, weird. <laughs> no, but it, it gets even weirder. There's a girl that's, like, the reincarnation of his mother who still lives in the village where all the other werewolves were assassinated, but then there's one... Then there's then, But there's a human mother who, like, took care of the werewolf baby. I don't know. So, like, this girl's mom was his wet nurse or whatever because all the werewolves were dead or wolf people were dead, but he was alive. And somebody had to take care of him, so that lady in the village took care of him, and then her daughter finds him and is nursing him back to health again in a cave after he has a duel with that assassin guy when the assassin guy gets his blood transfusion. So there's two wolf guys now fighting each other. But then that guy <laughs> like so like I, you're explaining it and this this movie was awesome, but like it does take some weird turns. Yeah. Because then he's in the wilderness headed towards the village he came from that he didn't even know he came from there, and then he meets the girl, she takes him to a cave, then he says he's reborn, he says, You're both my mother and my wife and then like then he suckles on her and then he has a flashback of suckling on that girl's mother because she was a wet nurse when he, all his other family members were dead, including his mother. And to think about, okay, how do the Japanese actually culture, like, what is their culture actually like in the 70s, and historically, what is their culture like? Because I don't think it was just Sony Chiba as the wolf guy that would make a statement like, you're both my my mother and my wife. I started to think about, what is the cultural impact of a statement like that? Or is there, like, a cultural norm here or a society thing in Japan that's almost normal but from an outsider's perspective it's kind of strange but maybe that's maybe there's something lost in translation there you know what I mean uh, yeah I don't know um, I think this was based on a manga no no not... it's not like I looked that up they have no relationship to each other really yeah. oh there is another thing called Wolf Guy which is an anime and a, and as he said a manga before it but the only thing they have in common is the main characters have wolf powers and they're related to werewolf stories, but that's it. And they happen to both be called Wolf Guy, but it's not an adapt- direct adaptation. Huh. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I was trying to figure out. Is there a correlation? Are they the same story? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, not really. So, anyway, he hooks up with his wolf mother chick, and then, like, that's his new lady, because the other lady got blasted when when the bad wolf guy gets made. She gets killed trying to help him escape from the government facility. Then, they look like they're at some, like, place where they strip mine or whatever it looks like they're blowing up the mountainside near his old village and then like him and the girl are running around they have to face the tiger woman again and, right uh, is that tika or mika yeah at one, one point those. like he she like she was trying to seduce him and then he didn't care 
And then I thought he was going to cure her disease, and he, maybe he did or not. It gets really confusing at this point. But then he decides he likes the wolf mother, and then the tiger girl's out of the picture, and then the guy running the criminal organization, but is also the member of the government, like, wolf guy throws his jeep off the cliff and it explodes, whatever. Yes. Uh, that was pretty awesome, I remember. <laughs> but the, I, I, like, to, I told Dave from the description of this, and, like, Arrowhead put out, like, a DVD. Um, I watched it on Vudu. David found it on YouTube, but the problem with the YouTube subtitles is they were working on my phone, but they weren't working on my television. You know what I mean? I got one of those huh. TVs with YouTube built in. I clipped it on. None of the... None of the um, I almost watched it without subtitles. I was like, I'll just watch it in straight Japanese audio, and then, like, I'm pretty sure I would have been able to pick up what was happening anyway, because it's not... It's kind of light on... It's a, it's a, I mean, it goes in different plot. directions, but it's not hard to follow. Well, it almost seems ep- episodic, and I was talking to Dave also when we had this string of, like exchange about this movie. Like, uh, it could be a it could be a sitcom today, or like a Adult Swim show, or, or even right. a, a drama on like Amazon Prime. Like, you could easily make Wolf Guy today, and like you already have your cast. You have this crazy tiger lady that's killing band members for a whole. You could have stretch that out over a whole season, and right. then like uh, you know you got the Wolf Guy. Well, I thought it was a detective, but he didn't have any connection to the actual police in this movie, so maybe not. I don't know what his interest is. He just pals around Tokyo at nighttime looking for crimes to solve. I don't know. I really okay. don't get it. But um, the girl on the bike could be a supporting character, but the reporter would definitely be like the buddy character. Like him and the reporter, like the reporter would bring him all the dirt, all the clues, you know? Right. And then he would have to snap into wolf action. But the one problem I have with this movie, Dave, is... My expectations of werewolves is that you go full wolf at some point. You go full uh, beast. Yeah. Like he didn't get he didn't because he didn't totally wolf out, then it's kind of obnoxious. Um but you know what it reminded me of? You know when they actually made Wolf with Nicholson? How they don't oh, go yeah. full wolf but their their eyes change into yellow and they grow a little bit of hair on the sides of their face like the old Wolfman movies from Universal, but they don't go full wolf. It kinda reminded me of that. But hmm. I mean but but um, Sony Chiba's eyes, they don't change. He doesn't actually woof out at all. You hear some weird music, and it zooms in on him, and then he just jumps through the air, which is, again, I don't think wolves actually jump that high. They run fast, and they just kind of tear things apart with their teeth. Like, I don't. This whole leaping through the air, backflips through the air thing is like... It's almost really more of like, a, it could have been a superhero movie, like Wolf Guy. Like, he has the power of the wolf, but he doesn't turn into a wolf. Yeah, it's kind of what, but then, but then what it felt like. Yeah, but then how do you define what is what would the powers of a, a wolf actually be? You know? Well, brute strength for one thing. Um, sniff out stuff, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, vicious? Again, I don't there's, know. A, uh, there's a Japanese samurai werewolf movie, and that's full wolf, man. Full wolf. Full wolf. Yeah, you know what, though? You were talking about how wolf cop, like... Um, well, it's not, at first it sounded like Wolf Guy and Wolf Cop had a lot in, 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 related to each other. And then uh, come to find out, almost nothing in common. <laughs> oh, yeah, like almost nothing in common. But I could see the I could see the guy who made Wolf Cop, uh, in, you know, watching something like Wolf Guy and may, maybe taking some inspiration for it. I don't know. I, c- I could see that. I no, just, uh, no, there's two Wolf Cops from what I understand. Yeah, the other one's I think called Another Wolf Cop, but I haven't seen it. Wow. I saw like, the first Wolf like Cop. Teen Wolf and right. Teen Wolf 2. Something like that. Yeah. Um, so you really can't do a binge now, uh, binge later, binge never with Wolf Guy because it doesn't really fall into the werewolf genre. He has wolf-like powers, but they don't they don't fully come out and call him a werewolf, except in the title. They call it they call it Wolf Guy the Enraged Lycanthrope. 
Right. Well, I mean, as far as a movie goes, I'm still going to say, I'd still say a, a, maybe a binge later. Um, mm. it, there's moments where it felt like a binge now, but I think as overall, like you can, you can wait another, you know, for another time to watch it if you want to. Well, yeah, if you're going to go back and watch 1970s, like superhero movies or something, it actually reminds me of like the way the cameras are set up. And again, it's from the same studio, so it would make sense. Like they had a Superman, no, not Superman. They had a Spider-Man TV show in Japan in the 70s, and it was a little bit power oh. rangy. But this movie's kind of like that, too. Like, they don't put a lot of costumes on in this movie, but the fight scenes are kind of power rangy in a way. Yeah, the fight scenes are pretty fun. Um, yeah. There's a lot of fun in this movie. The The scenes with the tigers are nuts. Um, <laughs> the fights are pretty fun. Um, there's a point where, like, he just keeps throwing coins at people, like, basically takes out a whole team of people with coins just throwing them at them. But there's an awful lot of talk about syphilis in this movie. Yeah, that was a little bit much. <laughs> the movie's just like a cautionary tale about STDs and rock bands. It could be. Uh, but I, I ultimately liked it. I think I had a lot of fun with it. Well, you know the director had a lot of fun with the title sequence. I don't know if the main director got to do that or if it was like the second AD or second unit director or whatever. But the title sequence is like like a Rashomon or like like a, it looks like straight out of Kurosawa stuff. You know, the mm. fla- you know what I'm talking about? The black and white flashbacks to the werewolf village? Yes, I mean, yes. Well, I keep seeing werewolf village, but it's not a were- they're not werewolves. They're wolf people, right. I guess. <laughs> like, <laughs> secondary to werewolves, they're just wolf people? I don't know. Yeah, sure, why not? Um, um, I love the soundtrack in this, actually. I didn't expect, like, a funky... Se- I mean, even though it's a 70s movie, but, I mean, it's 70s Japan. I didn't realize they had, like, funky grooves over there, too. Uh, I don't know. That just kind of surprised me. I guess, you know, because most 70s Japanese movies I'm thinking are like kung fu movies that usually are out in the villas and shit. Yeah, I guess that's true. They're like in the city downtown and it's more gritty. This is kind of it's actually kind of laid back. Like it doesn't really ratchet the tension. Even when the what's funny, I guess maybe that was a mistake they made. Like if they were trying to build tension, like you're not really afraid ever for a wolf guy. You're never really you never really think is in any kind of danger at all. Really? No, not really. I guess it's just a fun movie. I guess it's just like, here's Sonu Chiba as, you know, again, I want to say werewolf, but it's not the same thing. He's really not a werewolf. He's just. Like I guess that's dude. why he is wolf guy. They, I mean, I'll give him credit to that. At least they didn't call him a werewolf. Although in the title it is, like you said, an enraged lycanthrope. Yeah, but I guess that's how you sell tickets. You put the word lycanthrope on the poster, <laughs> you know? <laughs> But you'd be disappointed if you're a werewolf fan. You'll you'll be disappointed by this movie because you're you're gonna think at some point he's gonna snap, and he's gonna go full rage, demonic werewolf, and he's gonna be howling and snarling and ripping people in pieces, and that never happens. No, he does jump over a fence. So if you like fence jumping, you're gonna be, you'll be satisfied. And other than that, like I said, if you really like Sony Chiba in this movie. And you haven't seen more of the like the movies he's actually known for, which again would be the Street Fighter series. Go take a look. Um, actually, Quentin Tarantino loves Sony Chiba, and they put him in uh, Kill Bill. Yeah, Blind so, Two. So there you go. I mean, you know, uh, there you go. I don't know more to say than that. So again, um, he's a pillar in the martial arts movie community and a, like a legend of martial arts film and TV. Um, is he as popular or as well known as like a Bruce Lee or a Jackie Chan? Probably not, but he's definitely like one of the kings of the B movie 
art house type grindhouse things that that you know inspired somebody like Tarantino. And you know, if you want to side slip into an argument about like, well, was Bruce Lee correctly depicted in a Tarantino movie? If Tarantino was such a fan of Bruce Lee, one could argue maybe because Bruce Lee was filled with a lot of attitude and yep. basically playing himself with a little bit of ego. And I had panache. Like Bruce Lee, to me, talked and acted like how Peter Parker is depicted as Spider-Man in the comic books. You know what I mean? Always kind of like, like uh, has a certain amount of strength and durability and agility, but then also makes jokes. Yeah. And Bruce Lee had like this kind of comical attitude in life about everything, and Tarantino depicted that. Do they say parodies, flattery, or like, or something like that? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess there's like a fake controversy about like, oh yeah, was that how it's done or whatever. But again, if you want to look at these guys that you're idolized on martial arts screens, people know about Sony Chiba. So look them up and you know, watch Wolf Guy or, you know, check something else out. But, um, yeah, Dave said binge later, I think, right? Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I'd say binge later. If you want to learn how to, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> attract people, um, you know, you maybe some of that wolf guy energy will wear off on you, and you'll be able to get the ladies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Just watch a Sunny Chiba film, and you might, you might become slightly more cool. 